Welcome to the Providence Community Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Nathan Herndon. If you would like to stay connected with us, download our app, Providence Community, or visit our website, providencecommunity.org. Well, good. Well, hey, so good. I hope that you were blessed by that. Um, there's so many details and stuff in those stories that they just, our deacon team just went and just blessed people with the heart of Jesus. And in the days to come, we will share more and more details. Um, for now, though, I want to invite you to grab your Bibles. We're going to be in the book of First uh, Peter uh, this morning. Before we do that, and as you're turning to 1 Peter chapter 5, just one verse there, um, verse 7, I do want to share a, a testimony that uh, many of you were praying for uh, Pastor Chris Dupre's daughter, Katie. Um, Katie had, um, had an incident a few days ago where she had a vertebrae in her lower back that broke off and was in her spine, and the doctors were saying that she could go paralyzed from the waist down, but hundreds of people started praying, and she went into surgery, and the surgeon said that he had never seen a more severe case of, uh, of a broken, um, you know, a, a broken back. And uh, he did the surgery and she is already at home, not even 24 hours later. She has 50% of her uh, feeling back in her legs and her feet. And we're just continuing to contend uh, for her total and complete healing. This is very miraculous. Should not have happened this, uh, this way by the world standards, but God is a God of the miraculous. So I want to encourage you to keep Pray and keep on loving on the family and keep celebrating all the good things that God is doing. You do know that God does miracles, right? Anybody here? You do know that? Okay, good. So we're going to continue contending and blessing and, uh, and, and loving on uh, Chris Dupree and his family. Um, hey, so 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I'm going to read that to us as we get into this today. It says this. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I'm just going to read that again. I think many of us have read this before. I know I'm taking one verse out of a, of a flow of thought here, but I'm going, to, I'm going to handle this accurately. Casting all your anxieties on him, that's on God, because he cares for you. Now, this morning, church, I, I want to speak to you, and I want to speak right to your hearts. I want to speak a word that I feel like God put on my heart, that I want to talk this morning about, biblically, how do we deal with burdens and stress? Okay, um, if, you, if you are a human being, you're going to deal with burdens and stress, but the Bible tells us very clearly how we deal with those, and he's, the Holy Spirit's actually putting his finger on my life and, and pointing to this one area where I believe, and I'll, I'll tell you in a few minutes, where I believe I have been um, handling burdens and stress in my life wrongly, and the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to be more like Jesus in this area, and I welcome that, amen? And I will say, press on me as hard as you want, Holy Spirit, as long as I'm being more like Jesus. But biblically, I want to talk about how we deal with burdens and stress. And, stress. Um, and, and here it is, the way that you deal with burdens and stress is we don't own them and ask God for help, but we release burdens completely to God. All right, now I want to dig into that a little bit because like I said, the Holy Spirit has been putting his finger on this area of my life and he's been inviting me into this and how I deal with stress, how I deal with burdens, how I deal with anxieties, how I deal with things that weigh me down, how I deal with pressures. Now, um, I'm friends with so many of you and I know that these days, especially 2020, has been quite a wild year for uh, 
alien stresses, <laughs> demonic forces, all kinds of issues we never imagined ourselves having, and that's just on top of the regular life that we once knew, all the stresses that came along with that. And I believe that that stress is an, is an issue today like we've never known before. Even small children, four years old, eight years old, are talking about being stressed out. We are dealing with stress in ways that we never saw coming. If you watch the news, you get stressed out. If you hear reports, you get stressed out. If you talk to people, you get stressed out. If you jump on social media, you really get stressed out. There's all kinds of stresses that we faced, financial stresses, relational stresses, leadership responsibilities in the home or at your work, work-related stresses, um, family stresses, and then there's, there's all the demonic and spiritual attack of the enemy that is a pressure and a burden on our heart. And I wanna tell you, here's what the Holy Spirit has been showing me. The Holy Spirit has been pointing out in my life, and I've been seeing it in others, a few tendencies that we have to just ask God for help instead of giving him all of our stress, all right? In fact, Here's the, here's the tendency that we have when we're dealing with pressure, when we're dealing with cares and burdens, is number one is, is we take the stress or we take the worries or we take the frustrations on ourselves and we just say, hey God, I'm owning this, but could you help me out a little bit? Now, I know that, that it, it kind of sounds biblical, but it's actually not. And I think that that's why many of us, we say, oh yeah, like I'm dealing with this on my own. I've made a mess. I've got to walk in it. I've made my bed. I've got to sleep in it. God, if you could help me get through this, maybe give me some strength or maybe give me some wisdom or maybe give me some understanding. That would be really nice. But ultimately what we're saying is this stress is my responsibility. I hope God helps me a little bit. But Jesus is, uh, what we're communicating to Jesus is Jesus, I've got this a little help would be nice. That's one mistake that we make, one tendency that we make when dealing with stress is we, we, uh, we take it as our responsibility and we just ask God for help, okay? Here's another thing that we uh, can tend to do is that maybe we're somebody that under stress, under pain, under pressure, under frustration, under burdens, under anxieties, what we do is we just run from the pressure or we just vacation from the pressure. Um, I've done that before. Um, it's been heavy, so I just need to drive to the Outer Banks. But guess what? When you get back from the Outer Banks, if you didn't really deal with it in a biblical way, um, it is right back on you when you get home. So I, I, I want to I wanna be clear, though, what I'm, what I'm talking about here is I, I, I'm not talking about legitimate biblical Sabbath, Okay, Sabbath isn't just running from pressure. Sabbath is actually operating from rest, not for it. I'm talking about taking uh, an unhealthy way of dealing with burdens. It's more like an escapism than a biblical Sabbath. Okay, that's another way that we deal with this stuff. We just say, I gotta get out of here for a while. Or maybe some of us, you are living with the result of a life where you've just run. And you just keep running. It's the only way that you know how to deal with the pain that you're dealing with. Here's another way, though, is, uh, is we, we, we do something to not feel the weight of the burdens or the pressures or the stress or the anxieties that we're in. So that doing something could be um, drinking. 
I just don't want to feel, so I'm just going to drink or I'm just going to introduce a chemical to my body, so I'll feel good for a season, but that is a great way to wreck your future, as many of us know. So we just, we, we do something to, to not feel the weight. It could be escaping. Uh, it could be drinking. It could, it could be work. Maybe the stress and pressure that you feel is actually in your home, and so your job is not the way that you provide for your family. Your job is the way that you escape from your family. And so that is, is another way, um, we're, we're another way that we escape the weight, and often when we're operating in this one, we're, we've actually embraced a, an atrocious, horrible theology that says something or believes something like this. I'm not going to trouble God with this small thing he has enough to deal with. How many of you have heard that before? We say, I, I, this is so small. God is running the universe. I'm not going to trouble him with this little thing. Um, can I just speak to that for one moment? Is If that is how you feel, get a bigger theology of God. Um, God is big enough to handle everything you got. He's not so small that he's bothered by your cares. And so we, we need to have a bigger view of God and come in alignment with what his word actually says. Now, here's what his word says. Cast all your cares or cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Biblically speaking, it cannot get more clear than this. When you have pressure, when you have frustration, when you have burdens, when you have anxieties, when it is getting so heavy that you don't know what to do, the invitation of God, listen, he's not beating this into you, he's inviting this into you, is, is give me all your anxieties because I care for you. So, and let me say it this way, that if something is burdening you, if something is stressing you out, the way you deal with it is releasing it to God to carry. Saying, God, I am releasing ownership of this. This is not mine. I'm your kid, I'm your child, and I'm giving it to you. It is yours. Do you know that God wants to carry all of it for you? This is a beautiful thing. God wants to carry all of your burdens for you. Um, I think that is something that if we really believed it, um, it would absolutely renovate and change our lives. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now I'm reading out of the English Standard Version and I love it, but the Passion Translation says it in a great way too. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him. Leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. Do you know that the Bible calls us to present our lives as a living sacrifice? Like basically put our lives on the altar and say, God, here I am, but sometimes we can get off the altar and do it on our own. That applies here to, uh, to our worries and cares and stresses and frustrations. And here the pastor in translation accurately gets it right. It says, you, you don't give them to God and then take them for yourself again. I don't know why that's our tendency, but we, we tend to trust ourselves with our problems more than we trust God. And so the Bible is Saying, cast your worries on God and then leave them there on God, on his shoulders, at his feet. Leave them there because he cares for you. The New Living Translation says this, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. And now I, I want to I, I draw our attention to this as well, that this is not just a New Testament concept. This is a biblical concept throughout Scripture. Even the Old Testament, Psalm 55, 22 says this, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. It goes on to say, he will never permit the righteous to be moved. 
So this is a biblical concept. This is the way that God wants to operate with his people. He wants you to take all of your anxieties, all of your burdens, all of your troubles, all of your frustrations, all of your failures, all your difficulties, anything that pressures your heart, he wants you, he wants you to take all of them and literally roll them onto his shoulders. And the reason why is because he cares for you. So I want us to see two things about this, make two observations. Number one, God really, really, really cares. He really does. Do you, do you I, I, let that sink really deep. You know, for the past two years at Providence, um, we've been preaching here on the heart of the Father. Uh, and I had, uh, and I still have, an obsession with Luke 15. I, uh, I could preach on it today. I could preach on it anytime. Uh, Luke 15, the prodigal son coming home. We've been talking about the heart of the Father. We've been talking about the love of God. Um, and this is actually where it gets very practical. Um, if we don't understand that God is a God who wants us and runs down the road to greet us, um, if we don't understand that God loves us in such a way that even when we have hurt him and dishonored him, he comes after us anyway, if we don't understand that even when we're in a field holding on to our own personal opinions and convictions and don't join the movement of God and what he's doing, if we don't understand that God comes after us because he wants to, because he loves us, because that is his heart, we will never in a billion years believe that he cares for us when we're burdened. I hope you see that that God cares. So if we don't believe that God loves us, which many of us don't, we know it, but we've never had the revelation of it or never actually encountered the love of God in our lives, so we don't really believe it uh, except in our heads. But if we don't believe that God loves us just as we are, we won't believe that he cares for us because if he doesn't care, he will not and if he doesn't care for us, he won't carry our burden. So this all comes back to understanding that God loves for us and that he, he loves us and that he cares for us as a result. So many of us, we're carrying burdens because we don't believe that God loves us and wants to carry our burdens for us. And we actually trust us more than him. I want to say this morning, though, my friends, God really, really, really cares for you. He really cares for you. He, he cares for you. He's intimately involved with your life and your heart and your decisions and your pressures. So he, out of his care, he invites us to cast our anxieties on him. He has a heart. This is his heart of care for you. Now, the enemy will always challenge that. <laughs> and he started out from the very beginning. He, he always challenges and questions, did God really say that? Does God really want what's best for you? Maybe God doesn't actually care like you thought he did or like, like so-and-so said he does. And those thoughts uh, begin to uh, attack the whole reality that God cares for us. But I want to tell you this morning, Providence, whoever's listening to this, God cares for you in such a beautiful way that he wants everything that brings pressure to you and he wants to own it. And then he just wants you to follow him. He cares for you. And then I want you to see this, that God wants to carry. Not only does he care, but he wants to carry all of your cares. Uh, he wants to carry the big ones. 
the things that where you get a bomb dropped on you and you get news that you could never imagine and God wants to carry that for you and he wants all the small ones, the little things that wake you up in the middle of the night and if you said it to the average person, they'd be like, why are you worried about that? It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Which that's the worst advice for someone who's dealing with anxiety. You'll be, it's fine, all right? God doesn't do that. He literally cares for what pressures you big and small, little and big. He cares for it all. And I would say this, though, that any plan to relieve stress that doesn't start with heaving all of your stress on Jesus is destined to fail, all right? The world makes a, makes a killing in this area <laughs> that we're offering us different solutions to our stresses that don't ultimately satisfy the pressure. And Jesus says, hey, listen, any plan that doesn't start with me is I don't want you to walk in, I want you to start with me and then I will give you the plan, right? He's big enough, listen, he, he is big enough to carry it and you're just not, it's how it is. The promise of scripture is, is not that you are big enough. The promise of scripture is that when we are weak, he is strong. And so he is big enough to carry everything you got. In the kingdom, God receives glory when he is more than enough for you. When you come to the place where you're like, I do not know what to do with this. I have no clue how to handle this situation. God receives glory when you say, Jesus, take it. He loves that. He loves to be for you whatever you lack. He loves to welcome you into his strength. He loves to love on you and say, let me take that. He loves this. I was... Uh, I was really encouraged by the life of a man named George Mueller. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He was born in 1805. Uh, he was an evangelist and a, uh, the director of the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol, England. Um, he died in 1898. He lived for 93 years. Pretty amazing for that, that time uh, period. But George Mueller was in charge, as he was the director of the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol, England, he was, he was in charge of 10,000 orphans were in his care, talking about being a spiritual dad. And so George Mueller was constantly, every single day, faced with all kinds of massive, uh, stressful pressures in life. And one time somebody asked him, um, how do you handle all of these pressures of caring for 10,000 orphans? What in the world do you do? And George Mueller says, he says, well, I just rolled 60 burdens onto Christ this morning. That's how he did it. How do you handle all the pressure? Well, I roll burdens onto Christ every morning. I, this is the kind of life that God is calling us to operate in. Um, it, in fact, if you read about Martin Luther, the reformer in uh, the 1500s, uh, Germany, he said, I have so much to do today that I need to pray for four hours. See, this is the kind of prayer that we don't know much of. We say, help, 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 and that's a powerful prayer. We, God wants to help us, but God wants to carry us, first and foremost, he wants to carry us. And we have to start knowing the kind of prayer that is, that is not just me asking for help and me still owning my life, but the kind of prayer that says, God, I'm not in control anymore. You are, and I'm rolling all of my stresses and anxieties on you, and I'm not facing the day until you've got me and I feel it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is a life verse for me as a kid. My mom stitched this onto something that hung in our house. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says this. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. So when your heart is in turmoil, when your heart is in pressure, what you need to do is not try harder and ask for help. Your heart gets quiet when you realize that God loves you and cares for you. Do you see this? He quiets you by his love. He exalts over you with loud singing. Hello. <laughs> wow, I just heard an amen from somebody's home. That was so encouraging. Um, the, this is how God operates. It's Jesus in John chapter 7 Starting with verse 37, when he's at a wedding feast, and at the, on the last day of the wedding feast, on the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He's not saying, if anybody's thirsty, go find a drink and I'll try to help you. Jesus is inviting people to receive from him. I want to be your source. I want to be your life. I want to be everything you've got. Let's start there. Give it all to me and let me run your life. Now, I, I, I wanna, we've, been, we've been mentioning this real briefly, but I want to talk about how to cast these cares, how to cast these anxieties on the Lord. I think you can, you can see it by the, the scriptures that we have already read, but Philippians 4, 6, and 7, I think it says it most clearly. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So listen, you want to know how to cast anxieties on God? Well, you know, you can pull a George Mueller and just roll them all on to Jesus. But here's how you roll them on. You roll them on via prayer with thanksgiving. All right? It, it, it looks like, I think this looks like a scared child reaching for a parent. This is it's just, it's just relationship with Jesus. It is getting up in the morning and, and looking at your schedule or feeling the weight of your day and, and just lifting your arms up to God and say, God, all these things are on me. I'm feeling all this pressure. It's relational. It's financial. All these things are bigger than me. I'm, I'm drowning in my own life. But God, I just, I just release these things to you to own with prayer. And I thank you in advance for your answer. This is would you hold me. Would you hold me? Um, this is what it looks like. The do not be angry anxious about anything, but in everything. I hope you're seeing these anything and everything words. In, do not be anxious about anything is the invitation, is, is the charge. But in everything, that's in every single circumstance. And here's how, by prayer and supplication. Supplication is really just eager um, requests, a humble request to God by, by humble supplication with thanksgiving. We don't want to miss that. Let your request be known to God. And the promise is peace of God. Not peace from a, a circumstance working out the way that you wanted, but peace from God. It's, it's heaven touching earth and it's not contingent on your ability to understand situations. It is contingent on your ability to release burdens to God. And that peace that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds only in Christ Jesus. You see this? So here's a, tr a few truths to ponder um, as we go throughout the day and as we try to wrestle this biblical concept into our hearts. Number one, it, because God cares for you, you can trust him. I, I know how elementary that sounds, but we have to begin to come to grips 
with the reality that as God's kids bought with the blood of Jesus, God really cares for us. And since he really cares for us, we can trust him with our whole lives. And we can entrust to him what is stressing us out. All right? Ponder that. Let that get in there. Here's another, here's another thing. God cares more than you do about what's troubling you. Do you know that? God cares more than you do about what's troubling you. I think sometimes we're afraid to say, hey, God, take this because we don't really believe that he cares more. Maybe he cares some, but I'm telling you, he cares more than you do about what's troubling you. Ponder that. Let, let that get in there. Don't you want God, who's all powerful in every way, to be handling what he cares more about? I sure do. And so I just encourage you, release that. Ponder that. Let that. He cares more than you do about what's troubling you. How about this one? Your father is closer than your worries. Um, your father is closer than your anxieties. Your father is closer than, than what seems like it's pressing you into the ground. Your father is closer. He's, got, he's closer than your worries. And you can trust him in anything and everything. And I think that as, as we say, uh, we start to recognize the, the nearness of the father to us, the care of the father to us, that he cares more than we ever could, that he, since he cares for us, we can trust him. I just think that some beautiful stuff is gonna start coming out and overflowing out of our hearts as we operate in this. Don't you think? Um, I think what the deacons were talking about is some of the stuff that's gonna really pour out of us as we are just unfazed by no matter what happens that God has us. And I think that what's really beautiful in the church is when the church receives the love of the Father and then begins to carry it. Um, as such a beautiful thing. I, I love coming to church and I, I love receiving the love of the Father and it's just like God just wiping me out in his love and just feeling just the, the reins of his love on me and in me. But I think there's just something beautiful and I really believe that this is what God is doing in these days, that he's been reigning on us for two years. He, he loves us, he loves us, he loves us. We don't earn it, we don't deserve it. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. And when we get full of that and begin to believe that, uh, it starts coming out. <laughs> And the church is unstoppable when fueled by the love of God, they're going into neighborhoods. And fueled by the love of God, they're going into nations. When fueled by the love of God, they're, they're, the love of the Father spilling out of us no matter where we go, we're a missionary carrying his heart. Come on, I'm excited about this. When we begin to sit, know his love for us, then we see other people with his care. Um, you guys know that it's snowing a lot? <laughs> On Tuesday, after the three days of snow stopped and, and uh, you know, my kids were off school for like two days, um, I grabbed my son Ethan and his friend Xander and we jumped in our, in our truck and we just drove around and shoveled people out. Um, and after Ethan and Xander made a bunch of money doing it, we started saying, hey, God, where do you want us to shovel for free? And so we just started driving and we're just saying, Holy Spirit, what road do you want us to turn down? And we're in the truck and uh, we turned down a road. I had run down it once, you know, or run halfway and so exhausted, I started walking. You know, I'm not a runner, I tried. Uh, but I had run down it once. I'd never driven uh, down it to my knowledge. And so I just felt like, I'm gonna turn down this road and we see this uh, older lady. Uh, she was, I, I don't know, maybe 80 years old out in a very large driveway right on the main road. So when the plows come by, all that big slushy, icy, heavy snow is pushed right to her driveway. And she's trying to dig out with like a, a $7 plastic shovel. And so we just stop compelled. We just pull over to the side of the road. We grab our metal shovels. We jump in the, into her uh, driveway. And I just said to her, 
I looked her right in the eyes, and she was scared, uh, I think, because that's what I saw at first. And I just said, we would like to bless you and shovel you out. Is that okay? And she says, um, she says for free, like that. And I said, no, no, not for free. You're going to have to pay as well. Uh, that's a joke. Uh, I said, no, yes, for free. We would just like to shovel you uh, out because you're loved. <laughs> And she is blown away. She's standing there, and my son and Xander just get to work. I'm so proud of these guys that never asked for a dime, shoveling and shoveling. And we kept doing this and doing this. And the, the, this is how the church is supposed to operate. You don't just love being loved on, but when you're loved on long enough, it sends you to love on others with the love of the Father, and you shovel people out. My son and I also, we just drove around looking for people that were stuck, and we came across a young guy now that had his young son in his vehicle, and he could not push out of the snow, and so Ethan and I got out. We dug out his tires. We pushed him on the road, then we followed him all the way to his house, and he found me on Facebook, and he said, I don't understand why you would do that for me. Church, like, we've got to lead with love. That is what's going to open people's hearts to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they think that, if the world thinks that the, world, that the church just hates them or that the world has to agree with the church before they're raised and saved, we're not going to make much of a mark, uh, a kingdom mark on the world. We've got to be light where it's dark. We don't ask the dark to be light first so we can agree with it. We have to light up the dark. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. But too often the church is just staying indoors with the love of Jesus. <laughs> and we need to take the blanket off the light and get outside and say, hey, this is, this is what the, 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 that God caring for me looks like. He is now setting me free to love. And so that is what I'm encouraged about. I don't know how many of you, you know, I can't read the room uh, because there's ba basically nobody here. But I'm just wondering if God is calling you into uh, into. Uh, deeper areas of love that, and where this dr love would drive out fear, where this love would drive out anxiety. I wonder how many of us, we, we've been operating in a, in a messed up view of God where we think that God is so busy that he can't help us or we think that, that God doesn't actually care as much as we do. And I think that God would love to show our hearts this day that he cares more than we ever could imagine he does. Amen? And that the right now, I just want to encourage you from your homes or from wherever you're seated or from wherever you're hearing this, that I, I encourage you right now to take every care, every anxiety, every frustration, every opinion, every single thing that you've had that is actually when you wake up in the morning, this is what you think. When you see this person, that is what you think. When you think about this topic, that is what you think. It's like a pressure on your heart that you have just learned to do life with, but it's a spiritual, emotional pressure. It's not a physical one, but it feels physical because it's so real, and God wants to take that weight off, and he wants to carry that. He's paid for that weight at the cross, and he wants to take that for you, and so it's as simple as this, guys. In faith, give that to Jesus and never demand it again. Just give it to him and say, Jesus, this is your burden. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. This is yours to carry. Amen? Can I pray this into our hearts? Heavenly Father, I know that I know that I know that people here within the sound of my voice don't just have one, but many, many, many burdens that they've been bearing. And often we've been bearing them alone. Often we've been bearing them with a weird uh, understanding that you don't really care. You help us by supplying some strength now and again, but ultimately our burdens are ours 
and our responsibility. And today, God, we release all of our burdens and all of our anxieties to you as yours for you to carry, for you to have. And so we say, take them and uh, uh, rid our lives of them and uh, show us how much you love us, how much you care for us. And we bless you now in Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, wherever you are today, uh, Jesus can meet you right there. Uh, he wants to bear your burdens. And so I just release you into this week with that uh, reality. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of, of uh, this service today and for tuning in with us. Can't wait to see you in person next week um, as uh, we're going to pray snow away from here on out. Amen. So, um, but uh, so good. You guys should come sled on the hill. That would be fun. I'll race you. Blessings to you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you'd like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give online at providencecommunity.org. 